Comic timing is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network, Network bitch. <laughs> Print it. Every now and then, an episode falls through the cracks. Whether you're a podcast, whether you're a television show, sometimes things don't air when they're supposed to. This is one of those episodes. This episode of Comic Timing was originally recorded in August of 2010. August of 2010. In fact, it wasn't even just this week. It was this very, very day, August 18th, 2010, that this episode was originally recorded. How freaky is that? I'm putting this out on August 18th, 2016, and this was recorded on August 18th, 2010. Freaking me out. Freaking me out that I just happened to have some extra downtime today to edit this episode and confluence of events who would have thought (laughs) i i i kind of forgot it existed for a while and i was looking through the recorder and i was like wait a minute that's that's a big file that one that one's that one's like an hour and 45 minutes wait a minute that's an episode wait a minute juan's on it Juan, Brent, and myself talking about Batman Under the Red Hood, which I feel is extra relevant to put out now, considering the Batman the Killing Joke movie just got released a couple weeks ago. And here we are talking about another movie in the stable of DC's Animated, which we had a very high opinion of when it was released. This is a classic episode of Comic Timing. It's just like, you know, just like any other. It's just kind of should have came out six years ago. <laughs> but better late than never, right? Yeah, here, here we go. I, I'm, I'm leaving the original numbering on it in the intro. Like, I'm not altering anything. I don't even remember what the ad was on this one. We were with DCBS at the time, so I'm, I imagine it's a DCBS ad. But, yeah, let's go nuts. Let's go back in time. Let's take that time bubble. Sorry, Murd. Trademark infringement. And wind the clocks back to August 2010. Brent Casino, Juan de Jesus, and myself, Ian Levenstein, as we talk Batman Under the Red Hood. You got it, guys. This is the last episode. Enjoy. Hey there, folks. My name is Ian Levenstein, and welcome to episode 111 Wrong! of Comic Timing. Episode 111. Wrong! So all of you nerds out there can celebrate the fact that episode 111 is out. Wrong! And the rest of you people can wonder why I'm even making this comment. We are joined, uh, as always, by the getting closer and closer to being married, Brent Casino. What's going on, Brent? In preparation for that, I am uh, trying to get rid of some of my comments. Comics, not comments. And your comments. <laughs> That'd be a boring podcast. <laughs> um, Hi, Brent. How get... are you? Hi. <laughs> cricket, cricket. No, that's like the mute button thing, more or less, though. Yeah. <laughs> or when you fall asleep. Right. That's it. But uh, anyway, so I'm trying to sell some of my comics. Plug, plug. 
they have all been uh, gently read. They're in very good condition or very fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what you would consider, but all read once or twice, put back in the bag and board. I've got a full list on the uh, the comic timing forms, but that has not been updated. If you want a more updated list of what's left, and there's still a lot left, uh, go to the uh, complete eBay and selling thread on CGS. It's probably not on the very net last page, but go a few pages back. You'll see it's a huge list. Can't miss it. Awesome. Did, um, did doing you- a 50 cents a book, sold about, you know, made about 400 bucks worth. So probably sold about 1,000 books so far, and it's still have a lot left that I'm looking to get rid of. Damn. So if you're interested in any of it, it's 50 cents a book. And then when all the shipping stuff included, it's so uh, normally the I did like eight orders or something a couple weeks or last week. Mm-hmm. And shipping was about the same as you were paying for the books. Right. You know, so because, you know, these comics are heavy. Yeah. You know, I sent one guy two short boxes worth of stuff. Jeez outrageous that shipping was like 30 bucks but you know so end up on average you're probably only paying a buck a book and it's all recent stuff um from like 2004 on so go check it out if you're looking to get a complete run you know just or something you've never read before just go grab it just send me a pm email me or you know i'm really good at pms because it sends it to my Fancy, uh, fancy schmancy smartphone now. So <laughs> nice. Sends me an email on my phone, and then I can go and look at it. Well, but you, I'm getting in the way of our surprise guest. Well, so. well, what you're doing is you're inspiring me to wind up doing this at one point myself, and also it, it, uh, it, it felt really good. It felt really exhilarating because I knew I had money coming in. Yeah, you man. know, I got I got these orders. I got excited when I got an email, and mm-hmm. I was looking at what these guys were. You know, somebody ordered 13 issues. You know, Matthew Guy ordered. Uh, Streets of Gotham. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, I didn't really dig those, so I don't mind giving those, you know, getting rid of those. And right. then, um, like, uh, what were some other things? You got you got rid of, I, like, all of your countdown. I got rid of all of my count. Like, uh, I got rid of Trinity. I got rid of 52. I got rid of Countdown. All that stuff is gone. Um, Civil War, I got rid of Infinite Crisis. All that stuff. Even the prelude, you know, like the Countdown to Infinite Crisis stuff, I got rid of. That went fast. Um, all my Final Crisis tie-ins went fast. Um, just, and I was like, you know what, that's, that's fine. Cause if I, if I really want to read it, I'll just go out and buy it and trade. That's true. It's true. Now question, did you, did you put biohazard signs on any of the ones you read in the can? Uh, no. Okay. Cause, cause I, I, I don't mark those when I, you know, cause I, I treat my comics good. You know, they're a full, <laughs> like two foot out, you know, and sitting on the, ca- no, I don't. Okay. All right. Well, we, we we are indeed detracting from our uh, special guest, our returning guest for the first time since episode seventy-five. He lives, Juan de Jesus. Holy crap, Juan! Well, you're you're forgetting the rest of the. We got to do it. All right? Go, all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Juan Ed de Jesus Consuela Santiago Dormigo, por favor, uh, Santiago <laughs> Rodriguez Hispanic Kila <laughs> Benito Grenelia. The, the third. <laughs> the third. <laughs> Junior. You, you, you forgot Iman in there somewhere. Iman. Oh, <laughs> that's the one I always forget. But can, can I ask a question? When you say you gently read something, does that mean that you laid it on a pillow beside you and slowly flipped the pages while whispering sweet nothings into its staples? <laughs> no. Not that gentle. But, you know, I 
no comic spine has ever been rolled up or folded back. He did do that with Azrael, so however. It has all been laid out on <laughs> my lap or a table or some sort of flat surface to be read. Oh, so, so you're more of a Michael Douglas-style reader, you know? <laughs> <laughs> up against the wall at an upright position. <laughs> thrusting your hands forward to pull the page back. <laughs> Oh man! And see what what's great is that I just watched Wall Street the other day. I was thinking of Basic Instinct. Is no, that what you're talking? No, 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 no. I know, but you're talking Michael Douglas, and, and right away that's what came to, into my head. Great movie, by hey, the way. No, no you man. Can see the Shia LaBeouf sequel? I, I actually I, now uh, I might <laughs> because of my gently thrusting comments. Yes, that's exactly why. Because when I think right. of Shia LaBeouf, I think, all right, anyway, so uh, so this episode, <laughs> we're, 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 we're talking about Batman Under the Red Hood, which is a lot less homoerotic in some ways, and yet not in others, when compared to what I just said. Uh, Did you not see it? <laughs> oh, I saw it. There, there's there's plenty of gay going on, but there's but there's not nearly as much of, as what I just stated. Uh, because plenty what I, of gay? Oh, dude, come on. Come on. Tons of gay. There's there's a lot of gay in this movie. I mean, not that that's, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I mean, with all the times that Neil Patrick uh, Harris is only in it for like five minutes. <laughs> we ain't talking about that. We're talking about the relationship between Jason and Bruce. But we'll get into that and the and the guy and the uh, of course the boy shorts. Oh, oh, I just got a letter from Glad. Apparently, we're being sued. Oh. <laughs> Damn it! Oh well. I was really hoping Rainbow Cloak wasn't listening. Damn it! All right. Well. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, Batman Under the Red Hood just came out a little while ago on both DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, I've seen it in both formats, which I'll I'll, I'll discuss uh, as the episode rolls down. And uh, yeah, we even got some questions for once here. So here we go. Uh, did it live up to the expectations set forth by the original comic book? How did Judd Winnick do adapting his story to animation? And should the original creators be tasked with this in the future? How did the animation itself compare to other DC animated releases? Was the tone suitable for the PG-13 rating DC was shooting for? And if not, what age do you feel would enjoy the DVD best? Finally, give us your thoughts on the voice acting choices and whether you'd like to see these guys replies to their roles in future DC animations. Uh, we'll start off with general, then we'll go into those uh, questions that I just mentioned, and we will begin with the returning champion, Juan. I enjoyed the movie. I saw it on Blu-ray. I even got the little red hood figure that's now staring at me at my desk. Well, who was who was offering that? Uh, Best Buy was okay. offering. Cool. So, uh, and it went by really fast. I really did have to get there within the first two or three days. Yeah, they get the Best Buy. Yeah, <laughs> you had to get in there and you had to tell that poor little girl who said no to me. You know, and I'm like, come on, there's a taco truck outside. We could talk <laughs> Batman. Come on, I'm buying a red hood DVD. You know you want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on man I'll buy you a chalupa yeah come on there's, there's a gordita out there with your name all over it anyway, <laughs> I look right. like a chalupa king come on I know my chalupas <laughs> no but uh, in in reviewing the movie I thought it was very good I thought it was done very well the the animation style I thought lent itself really well mm-hmm. to, to this particular one uh, it wasn't as choppy as some of the others uh, the best comparison you could say is Superman Batman yeah which had really smooth animation, but it, its art style was completely different. I appreciated the, the more anime-inspired art style that was used in, in this movie. Uh, they didn't have... Yeah, I mean, compare it to Superman, Batman, and then go ahead and compare it back to Wonder Woman, and there is a slight variation in the angularity of their jawline and everything else that... See, you know. <laughs> all these 
<laughs> I'm sorry, I gotta interrupt you there. <laughs> All of these uh, movies have pretty much looked the same to me, mm-hmm. except for Superman, Batman, and and, uh, and Batman Gotham Knights. Okay, to com- be quite honest. Um, com- compare uh, this movie then uh, to to the Green Lantern movie, and look look at how different the character models. Well, were. the Green Lantern I thought was could have passed as anime. Mm-hmm. That style, because at certain points they would do an anime shot with the outstretched arms and it's curving. I think at the very end or something like that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. to me, I mean, all of these films to me, they're they're probably going to the same animation house in Korea, like they do they did for the Justice League uh, and Superman and Batman animated series and whatnot, which is fine. They're all like Bruce Timm style. You could put this next to. You know any of the Batman cartoons, and you can tell there's a difference there. But all of the the straight to DVD stuff, except yeah, except for Gotham Knights, New Frontier, and uh, Ed McGuinness, I thought were were they all pretty much look the same. There's really nothing that stands out from character design to character design to character well, design. Maybe then the fact that you know Batman's ears are a little bit longer here. Well, for for me and in, in this one in particular, this was the one that I felt was the closest in animation quality and quality of story and quality of acting to Batman the animated series. Th- this, I'll, I'll agree one hundred percent with that. There, oh, there was a, much there, better like, than Gotham Knights. I'll oh, yeah. definitely say that. Mm-hmm. This was polished I'll, beyond. You know, this was a, a good product. Definitely, and and right. I mean they even they even had it down to. Um, the sound of the Batcave, the sound of the Batcave, the sound of the Batcave computers was the exact same sound. Yeah, the typing. That. Yep. The exact well, same I mean, sounds that we were used you to. Got a library of sounds series. from you know four seasons of Batman and plus Justice League. Mm-hmm. It's easy to replicate that stuff. You know oh, what sure. I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't mind the continuity of of you know similar animation styles. I just. I can't remember if I saw this on online or something that they were going for a, a Doug Monke like style, which obviously the end product does not no. ape that at all. No, it doesn't. Uh, I actually wouldn't appreciate that in an animated feature. I I would uh, agree. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I think that that's more to like like the stop motion effect that you get from comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just it wouldn't lend itself. It'd be too awkward to look at uh, moving. Right. Well, well, that's the same way that I feel about the upcoming Superman Batman. Uh, you know, quote unquote sequel translation, the second arc of the of the comics, where they're going for that Michael Turner feel. Um, it's just such a departure from the last Superman Batman that I don't know if it's going to work nearly as well with this one. Right, but I mean the th- the thing with the the last Superman Batman is such a departure from any other thing as well. I, it worked. Yeah, it worked. No, no, no. I and know that. I just I don't both know of those if arcs are such. Work. Okay, uh, I'll give you that. I think it, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Because it is, it is animation. You can pretty much do whatever you want, and that's what Michael Turner, you know, did. And and both of those arcs are so compartmentalized and standalone that I don't really think that it'll it'll matter too much. All right, I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you that much. I'll give you that much. But w- with this one, what was great is that it had both the feel of a really high quality animation, and I still felt like the comic book to me. You know, it, even though that, that that there were some story beats that were missing, thank God, like there was no Superboy punch in this. <laughs> I mean, leaving that out was probably the best idea that they could have came up with. And there were some things in this that really didn't need to be in there, uh, which I'll also get into. It still felt like the comic book to me. It f- it had the same emotional beat and story beats that the comic book had. And that, and that made me very satisfied with, with the with the overall product. 
Could I ask you guys a question? Did you guys go back and read the arc after you saw this movie? I did. I did. I I watched it when I bought it last week, and then when Ian emailed me that we we're gonna do this tonight, I I read it over the weekend again, just so I could, it could be fresh in my mind and I could, you know, compare and contrast the two. Okay. Well, well and, ca- how, how can you compare and contrast them? I mean, what, what do you? How do you think they did? I think it did a good job, and I mean, you know, just general comments on the film. I really like it. I, I will put it up at the top of the DC animated films, next to you know, and this is just my opinion. Wonder Woman is still the best of the best. It is, um, but I will put yeah. this as a close second or third, along with you know, Public Enemies, Superman, Batman. I, I really liked that one. Uh, Green Lantern, I thought was okay. The rest of them are you know just okay for me, but that's my opinion. Yeah, and I know we've ex- discussed this ad nauseum on Geeks Unite or this, <laughs> how I didn't really like New Frontier, but I haven't rewatched really it in a while. But uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll put this as a close second or third after Wonder Woman. Still, well, and and here's something that this has that Wonder Woman has as well. It has the comic book creator working on the book at the time. Yes, Gail Simone was not writing Wonder Woman, or she just started writing Wonder Woman when she wrote the Wonder Woman DVD. Um, but Batman Under the Red Hood, written by Judd Winnick, who wrote the original story, Batman Under the Red Hood. So mm-hmm. you, you have those comic book creators working in, the, in their element, and you're going to get characters that are, I think are a lot closer to what you'll find in a comic book than what you would get if, say, some random you know, Hollywood dude had written this. You know? and, I mean, you don't get that in the other ones either, because you get guys like Dwayne McDuffie who are definitely steeped in, in the comic book mythos. But... When when you get creators that are fam- not only familiar but have a passion for the characters, that's always a bonus, and that's what we get uh, here. But but what but what I found uh, with going back to the comment with Gail and Judd Winnick mm-hmm. uh, writing this, uh, I think people people give Judd Winnick a lot of shit, and uh, you know they put him through the ringer, and he has his hits or misses, yes. Uh, but when he was writing Batman. I understood the character at a more visceral level, and I think that came across in the, in the script. Uh, and he understood the interactions in the family. That it, I don't think his his later comic works like Battle for the Cow really got that across. Is he didn't do that? Cat- that was Tony Daniel. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. You know, um, he 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 did the he did the first Batman arc after Battle for the Cow. That's probably what you're thinking of. Yeah, and. You know, it's it's missing the thing. It's missing that little chemistry that that was ever present in 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 this book here. You know, he got the relationship between Dick and Bruce, mm-hmm. and he understood the relationship between the Red Hood Jason. and Batman yeah. enough that he could make that little nuance comment that would sound perfectly like Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it was perfect for him not to include the new Robin. You know, I I just think. Uh, Tim Drake there, it would have opened up another door and it would have lost, you know, some some of its nuance and some some of its effectiveness. I agree and disagree with, with that statement. I mean, on, on the one hand, you're only working with an hour and a half, so mm-hmm. if you devoted time to Tim, then you're going to take away some of that time that you spent on Dick earlier earlier on in the movie, and, and and you would have had to rush through two Robins to get to the one that you're actually really focusing on, and that's Jason. On the other hand, though. What Tim brings to the storyline that the that Dick doesn't is that Tim was in essence Jason's replacement. Mm-hmm. So you you have the whole the whole thing of of having to put him to the test, which which is what happened in the, in the comics, where you know he he basically tests Tim to ma- to see if he's even worth it. 
which mm-hmm. I th- which I thought was pretty cool. And but that's yeah. not in the Batman issues. That's a Teen Titans. Yeah, that, Jeff that, that's Teen Titans. But it, but it was connected to the whole thing. And and he also did battle, uh, you know, Tim in the actual comic book well, a little bit from there to there. But that's why I can see why they left it out because it's not even technically part of the main under you know, under the Red Hood storylines. So. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm with you there, but I re- I'm really glad they left Tim out because. I really think it comes down to this. Mm-hmm. You know, how much do they want it want to age Batman in this um, you know, animated universe? Right. Uh, you know, you you give him two Robins, he's not too old, but you can tell he's older. You know, even in the character model, he's not a young guy. He doesn't look like Dick does here. Mm-hmm. You know, um so he's obviously old enough to have had two Robins. To have been Batman long enough to have two sidekicks basically mm-hmm. and you throw in a third one in there and you know you see uh jason die at the very beginning of this film as a an older teenager you know 16 17 years old and he comes back and maybe he's uh i don't know 23 24 25 but mm-hmm. you know in, in his in his 20s how much more do you have to put in because uh tim's been with him what like three or four years in, in comic book time now yeah, maybe like five i mean still in high school for god's sake but <laughs> Or maybe not anymore, but you know that's that's beside the point. He's a senior. How much He's a do senior you want in high age? school in the, in the books? Right, but how much do you want it? I think it just came down to we don't need to, to complicate it with Tim and and age Batman that much. Yeah, you know, no, it makes sense. And and they did, and they compromised. They gave they gave they gave uh, Jason Todd Tim's outfit. So you know, there you go. Damn, bam, Tim's in the movie. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, is he going to stay in the boy shorts the entire time he's Robin? We know he's 17. Come on, that that made sense to me. I didn't mind that at all. I saw somebody nitpick that on the forums the other day, and I was just, I just went like, come you, on. You know what, that, that, that outfit, it just, it's natural progression. Just give it up. Just give yeah. it up. Oh. I, it, you know. And, and the, the boy shorts in general, oh, God. I mean, I, I would have been perfectly okay if they just left them. But Jason wore, the, Jason wore the boy shorts. That's the outfit that's in the cave, you know? I mean. Or at least in the comics, I can't remember if it is in the film or not. But mm-hmm. you know, and that's what you, they wore when they were younger. Yeah, so I know. It's a, it's about if it was probably for Batman. It was about tradition at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I, and I like that they included the the origin of Jason where he steals the bat the uh, the tires off the Batmobile. Yeah. Because that's that's my favorite. Uh, Jason, Jason Todd origin because that original origin, that Silver Age origin, where he's basically just a, a Dick Grayson clone, is just stupid. You know, I mean, I mean, this this is the one that gives Jason Todd personality and depth. That and uh, and and you don't have to dye his hair. Yes, most definitely. That was the biggest problem I had with Grant Morrison's run on Batman so far is that he brought back the whole uh, Jason Todd dyeing his hair thing because that was just there was no re- there was no reason for it. There was no need for it. But oh well, what are you gonna do? He wanted yeah, he wanted the silver stripe, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, could, go ahead. Could could I ask you about the voice? You know the 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 voice characters in this one. What did you guys think? I loved it. What, did you think Bruce Greenwood deserves to wear the cow? Mm, eh. no, I I am I am perfectly okay with Bruce Greenwood. I, there were some iffy moments here and there. He's. But, I, I think the problem is he's a perfectly okay. Kevin Conroy replacement. Yeah, that's that's what I was about to say myself. Sometimes I felt in here like he was trying to ape Kevin Conroy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that may have been, you know, Andrea Romano, you know, the voice director for all these movies, does a great job. I believe that you know, she's been working this DC stuff for like 20 years or something. She knows her characters. But, you know, I just, I just wanted to see something a little different. Mm-hmm. I guess because, you know, you got... 
Um, who was it? The first animated Batman we got from these movies was what? Jeremy Sisto in the um, in, in New Frontier. For like, for like New Frontier. five minutes he was there. Yeah. Right. It was short, but it was different. Mm-hmm. And it worked. It was cool because it was something we hadn't seen before. And then we've every time we've gotten Batman since then, it's been Kevin Conroy, um, I, th- I think. And then now we get Bruce Greenwood, who no, does no, a good no, job. No, no, no. You got Billy Baldwin in, uh, in Crisis from uh, right. Crisis Multiple Earths. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, you know, I, I it was remember. disastrous. Yeah, and, and you have Diedrich Bader in Batman Brave and the Bold. Yeah, but that's a that's so. a different style. I'm talking right. about the the movies here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but but yeah, no no. Uh, Billy Baldwin was a major misstep, and I'm I'm very happy to see that he's not going to be reprising his role anytime soon, from the looks of it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, he's all right. I, d- I didn't mind him, and he is doing the Young Justice cartoon as well. Yes, Bruce Greenwood is. with okay. with with the Crisis on Two Earths character models, which which is which is interesting that that, that they chose to go with the, that specific Justice League. As their character models for for Young Justice, I I like those uh, Justice League character models though. Yeah, I thought were, they looked good. Yeah, they were pretty good. They were pretty good. They were, I mean, that that actually that's the one that I would say one is probably the closest to anime are, are those ones because they had more of the mm-hmm. big eye thing going on. What? What the I, fuck are you guys smoking for real? I, I don't. It looks like the that. same Bruce Timberverse style shit <laughs> that we've gotten on all these. Stuff. <laughs> I love Brent. I love <laughs> no, I, I'm serious. I, I like Bruce Timm's animation style, I, and I understand what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. They cannot do the detail that we get in the comics because it is animation, and you have to draw it 24 times a second. Yeah. I get that. I understand it. However, give me a little something different <laughs> once in a while. That's why I love Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. That's why I'm probably going to like Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Because the animation style is going to be so different. Or maybe not the style, but the character designs, you know? Yeah, and you you get to have Summer Glau as Supergirl. Yeah. All right. Does she play the same character in, like, everything? The answer is yes. (laughs) You know, she she lands on this planet. Oh, does she get to emote? Um, Yeah, she's not a Terminator. Well, I mean, she, she, she emoted when she was on the 4400. For like, how long was she on that show? A while. She was on that for like two seasons. I mean, I mean, sporadically. She wasn't. A, she wasn't a main character, but she she guested on that for like two seasons. <laughs> I the other major point of contention, or at least from the voice acting standpoint, is is John DiMaggio. Did you guys like him as the Joker? Fucking loved him as the Joker. Eh. I, See, I, again, I, I go back to what I said about Bruce Greenwood. He's a <laughs> he's an okay Mark Hamill. Imitator. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't, I don't agree with that anything at all. like Mark Hamill. I don't agree with that at all, Brent. He sounded me. I'm. am I'm, I'm talking about like the laugh. You know, somebody okay. give me a freaking different his, Joker laugh his, every once in a while. His laugh was different enough for me. I felt no, that. I, I thought it was the same. No, I thought it was. The same. I'm, I'm not. I'm not in the camp. I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll agree to disagree with you on this one, Brent. I mean, I know Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill typically for me does his Joker laugh starts out low. Yeah. Right, and then he goes really high and really insane and really maniacal. Yeah. But his laugh was low, but it was the same low as Mark Hamill. His voice is more gravelly than Mark Hamill is when he's doing the Joker and stuff, and a lot less, uh, you know, up and down than Mark Hamill. But I think that's the issue: is that we've gotten Kevin Conroy and and Mark Hamill pegged as these two characters in animation mm-hmm. for the last twenty years. 
and it's it's hard to break away well, from them from that. So, so, when they're, so you're you putting them in the Arkham Asylum games, and I'm sure they're going to get Mark Hamill to do something. Mark Hamill, as of like as of uh, 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 as of the end of as of the second Arkham Asylum game, Arkham City, Mark Hamill is retired from doing the Joker. He's he stated this at New York at San Diego Comic Con. He's retired from doing the Joker after that. So that it's either, it's either, it's either John DiMaggio or it's somebody else. No, he is Luke Skywalker, and he is fucking Joker. That's it. And Cockknocker. That's about it. All right. <laughs> hey, he, 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 and, and he, does, the, uh, he does some great voices on on the Boondocks. The guy on uh, his role in the Flash series. What was he? Uh, the the toy guy, the trickster. The trickster. The trickster. Yeah. So, but does no one here recognizes Kevin Michael Richardson from the Batman the animated series? None whatsoever. He Ooh. he he does a pretty good bat. He does a pretty good Joker. I think you guys should should check that out and, and oh, I, with the the Jackie Chan art style Batman, I yeah. dug that. His Joker, I thought his voice was good. Yeah. I didn't like the look of it, but you it's know, different. It's, it's different, different enough. enough. It was different. Well, yes. And, and and with John DiMaggio's Joker, I love the look. I love that it's a bulkier Joker, and that he had a little bit of the longer hair thing going. It, it, I mean, it was, yes, it was, it that was, I liked. Yeah. See, that is something different. And then the rest of it was kind of you know, nah. the and, same. And I'm going to continue to disagree with you, Brent, because I love disagreeing with you. It's 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 fantastic. It's one of my favorite things in life. What, what what about Alfred's character design? Did you guys dig that? Eh, I, he's all right. I, I mean, it's voice, Alfred is I Alfred. Heard, I, no, I heard the voice and I wanted to see Alfred Pennyworth in the animated series. Yeah. I'd even take season four Alfred. <laughs> you know, because he changed from season three to season four. He changed radically. Yeah. I was like, damn. Well, it, it, what, what, was, what was good about the Alfred is that, is that it, the personality was down. I'm not quite sold on a, on a gray-haired Alfred. Mm-hmm. That's, that was my main issue. I I'm, I'm much more prefer a black-haired Alfred with the, you know, the pencil-thin mustache do you, or whatever. Do you, do you got something against the Silvers? I don't have anything against the silvers because chances are I'm going to be silver someday. Do, but. do you do you go to? Have you seen Ian's dad? Is he like all silver? We don't we don't no we don't talk about that hair around here. Okay, Ian's dad looks like Apollo from fucking. Uh, <laughs> what my, is? That? <laughs> my, my dad has the hair of the Joker from this movie. Actually, only only it's white. But uh, <laughs> but but no, I I I I'm just in general I I like my my Alfred to look a little bit younger. But I understand why they made him older because in this movie, Batman's old enough to have two uh, two sidekicks. So of course Alfred's got to be a little bit older. Mm-hmm. All right. So so you know Jason Ackles, you guys dug him or what? Ah, uh, God! He, I thought he was the the uh, the most. He wasn't even trying. What? Or, or I didn't even. I think the thing with Did me you, is that. So you're his, telling me that he phoned us in? His voice was too high. No, I thought he was I, just being being. I really thought love interest from from a fucking uh, Smallville season four. I, w- I was not. Um, I was not pleased, nor was I uh, displeased. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> All right, I mean, so, it means I could I could have cared less for him. So, so here we are in a situation <laughs> where. The entire time so far, Brent's been like, "I need something different. I need something new." And he, so was he got guy, something different. Yeah, he, he got no, something, no, no, something no. different to do. It's, to me, on Supernatural, he has a much different like tone. And then here, he's supposed to be a really dark character, and his voice goes up an octave. And it's like, come on, dude. I mean, I understand it's different characters and and stuff like that. But to me, when I think Jensen Ackles, I think 
Supernatural, and he's all dark and serious all the damn time on that show. And yeah. and what we got here was not, I guess I but, guess it was not. I was expecting Jensen Ackles just to do Jensen well, Ackles from Supernatural. What we needed for not, what we yeah. needed for the role of Red Hood slash Jason Todd was a smarmy bastard. Okay, and that's that's what Jason Todd is. He, he's evil. He's a little bit evil, but he's usually smarmy. You know, he's got that sarcastic thing going. I understand. And, and Jensen Eccles, I think, captured that pretty well. He, so, he did capture that. I just, I thought it could have been, I don't know. So, so it was just the inflection of his voice. It wasn't really anything it, else. I guess so. Right. It wasn't, wasn't the performance per se. It, okay. it he did a good job the with the performance. <sighs> did it? Was it like sandpaper on a chalkboard? No, not, not that bad. Not that bad. It was it just, just like discomforting. It was just like okay, all right. No, it, you know, it's like, it, that, it's like that guy who looks at you at the subway. And you know, he's like digging you. And you're what's, like, whoa, what's whoa. the subway? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Shop? No, <laughs> the yeah. subway. You know, the trains that go underground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have any of those. He's in the middle of uh, of Florida. Yeah, the, the, the only thing they have are monorails, and they take it to Disney suburbs. <laughs> talking about like you know traffic lights and and suburbs and. Hey, hey. Right. Roads. Now, Just because you have Dexter doesn't mean you can't say shit. Now, let me let, let me mention NPH, okay? Because we're gonna get to it eventually, so we might as well pick, pick up on it now. Neil Patrick Harris voicing Loved Dick Grayson, Nightwing, awesome, perfect, perfect. Loved it. Yes. So, the, See, he's just, the guy. Just he's needed spot Cor- on. Yeah, I just need him or Corey's little brother, <laughs> or Corey's big brother from Boy Meets World. Yeah, you know, only two people could play him. Period. Uh well, but he's but he's Terry McGinnis. But he, you know, he, no, yes, yes, he but is. But no, I know. It's just every time I read Nightwing, I hear Corey's older brother. Yeah. I don't hear. I don't hear the guy from the animated series. Hmm. I don't know. I hear Terry McGinnis, and it's discomforting. Eh, all right, okay. No, but Neil Patrick, I, I thought MPH was Perry? awesome. Yeah, he was good. MPH is the shit. Because what, what, what's what, he had the lightheartedness of Dick down, mm-hmm. and he had the agility down as well. I mean, you could actually I think, hear I think it in his voice. A lot of that came, he did it in his voice, but it was also good that they reflected that, you know, in the big fight scene with Amazo, which I'm glad they threw him in here too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm glad they kept that because that was a cool scene in the comic. But mm-hmm. when he's jumping off the cargo containers and his maze is like throwing one, and he's like bouncing off stuff, I was like, that's a. That's Nightwing. That's an acrobat, and you don't see that much in the comics. You know? Did you Did you appreciate the older costume, Nightwing? Yeah. Do not give me the yellow or the disco. I, I okay. I liked it except for the shiny and the collar. I yeah. like the sh- I, I didn't mind the I like shiny. The shiny. But I didn't, I didn't like. like the co- I didn't like the collar. Yeah. Either. No. The, the collar just sounded like. I mean, just screamed bondage to me. <laughs> <laughs> Especially well, with NPH. that short hair. Is NPH? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. And, and by the way, congratulations, Neil Patrick Harris, on on Having your twins. Baby? Yes, not just baby, babies. <laughs> so it's going to uh, be legend. Wait for it, Derry. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, I mean, he he had done the personality and everything. That's great. My 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 problem with that Amazo fight that you were just talking about, though, is I hate that ni- that Nightwing had to be all. Whoa! What is that? I don't. I have never seen well, that I mean, before. You've got to explain it to people who who aren't up and up on the you know. And in reality, I don't think he's ever. Got to explain it to little kids. Wait, say, say again. Say again. One. In, in reality, I don't think he's ever faced a Mazo. I think Batman has faced a Mazo. I thought. I thought he Titans. faced him once with the Titans. No, 
I don't no. think so. Okay. No. They did the same thing in the in the book too. Okay. Batman. Somebody explained it. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Well, that and that and their aversion to mentioning any other superheroes when talking about Amazo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big ones. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. He's he's, sh- he's flying around and he's shooting laser eye beams, but that's not Superman. That's just you know that's that's just his uh, very big superhero powers. Oh, he he got that from Crazy Cold. <laughs> Yeah, that that, and he got it from Match Superboy's uh, evil Bizarro. Oh God, oh, please! <laughs> oh boy! All right, uh, go down. I'll go down the list a little bit more here with the with the other guys uh, that were important. Uh, Jason Isaacs says, "Rish, loved it." Who's loved Jason it. Isaacs? Jay, you you seen the Patriot? Sure. He's the guy who looks like Timothy Dalton. Okay. <laughs> I like. I <laughs> love how right. Ian laughs. I love how he laughs. I'm just not familiar with the act. No, 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 no. You you call him exactly who the fuck he is, okay? He's Lucius Malfoy. (laughs) He is. All right. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. Okay. Yeah. He sounded like a an an old you know accented dude. So. Yeah. Which which is like the guy from the Patriot. (laughs) Shut up. No, like Lucius Malfoy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love how you go for like the one role that nobody remembers him having, as opposed to the one he's played for the last ten years. What do you, what do you mean? That shit was epic. <laughs> Who the hell was? He um, fucking killed Black the Joker. Mask. He killed the joke. Wade Williams. Wade Williams, and I wasn't too happy with it. No. It, it, yeah. And and I, that and what about that leisure suit they had him in? Jeez, I, I, I didn't understand why you you only his head was black. Uh, in I, I thought his neck should have been black too. Yeah. At least you know, I, I get it's a mask, but let's keep a little consistency. Well, Wade, Wade Williams and it's black. Yeah, only his face. Wade Williams, you might know him from Prison Break if you've ever watched it. I uh, uh, played Brad Bellick on that. Nope. Uh, let's see. He was the voice of the warden on the Boiling Rock episodes of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, like I've seen those. Uh, you should, because you suck. Father Sean Cronin from the Bernie Mac show. Not that I ever watched that. Yeah, he, he's a character actor. He's he's, okay. he had, he's never really done anything big from the All looks right. of it. For what they were going was, for, I guess it he was serviceable. Were, yeah, he was. He was a a very over the not over the top, but he's very excitable, mm-hmm. and he had that in his voice. So I thought he was very good. You know, very I th- serviceable. I think okay job. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he, I, he, I, he, I can't. Right I can't decide what word word I want to use. He, he did okay, maybe good thing, woman. <laughs> yes. Mm. Now, my favorite voice acting performance of the entire movie was definitely Bruce Tim as the Riddler, because that that one uh, that he let out in that flashbooks <laughs> flashback scene was priceless. It, you didn't like, like it, Kelly it, Hugh it, or uh, Lady Deathstrike, I should say, as a. Uh, Black Mask's assistant. Okay, she was better than only other woman in the film. Yeah, she was better than than Black Mask. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that and and she reminded me a lot of Mercy. You know, yeah, fight buddy. So yeah, whatever. Why not? Not in this one. Yeah, and Phil Lamar as additional voices. (laughs) (laughs) That gets me. Why would you? Why would you not make him Black Mask? I know he plays fucking Rick. Kratos and, and additional voices. It's like yeah, he he's fucking Kratos. That should be Black Mask right there. Hell's yeah. It's like Ares. Awesome as Kratos. I have to take a dump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have sex with seventeen women. 
<laughs> and get giant red orbs as my prize. Oh boy. Anyway, yeah, no, but I <laughs> wasn't that rock. good. And you had Fred Fred Tassasori, you know, as a Mazo grunting back and forth. You couldn't put him as Black Mask. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy who did the Hulk in the Hulk animated features. I right. think he could. Yeah, maybe. He's Wolverine in the uh, Wolverine and the X-Men, the short-lived mm-hmm. series, too, yeah. I think. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Here, here's, here's my favorite uh, voice acting uh, uh, guy that I didn't even realize. Vincent Martella, the sidekick to Chris uh, Chris Rock's character and Everybody Hates Chris, was the voice of slightly older Jason Todd. <laughs> <laughs> the poor kid. Yeah, so oh, well, oh, he, uh, once, once he got oh, he in the... Did, in the get pummeled. Well, but he did a good job of it. It was like, there's the door. Uh, uh, uh. And I must say he was priceless as that. Well, <laughs> he did He did have that uh, that scene with Bruce when uh, Batman was all uh, chastising him for making that kid, go, making the, uh, the thug go into shock. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you broke his collarbone, kid. What the fuck? He's like, sorry, dude. <laughs> Not going to happen again because I'm going to be dead soon. But, but what gets me about about this is, you know, you had all these, you had Carlos Atacarui as, mm-hmm. like, Chi-Chi and a thug. Do you exactly. really know who these people are? Or are we just going on to, to go on? Because I'm getting no. really bored of the voices talk now. Right. No, we're, we're, we're going on for a reason. It's like, why would you cast all these, like, big names as your uncredited? And you have, Who's you your, cast, what's the name you just said? Car- Carlos Atacarui? You don't know who Who's he is? Who's that? No. Yeah, have, have you seen Reno Nine One One? No. Oh well. <laughs> I have seen Reno Nine One One. I know who you're talking about. Garcia. That's the black guy. Yeah. No. 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 He, his name is Carlos. He's the black guy. What? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, all the Cubans are who named Carlos are black in Florida. <laughs> well, no. Actually, actually, uh, Brent is like Stephen Colbert. He doesn't see race. No, but but what about the the moving of the the opening scene from uh, Iran to Sarajevo? Anyone had a problem with that? I liked it. I mean, uh, well, mo- mostly. I mean, with with the opening scene, it did ex- everything that it that it had to do. It gave us the the death of Jason Todd without any of the like difficult to explain shit. Like you know, it left out his mom because he, why did we need that? You know, it left out any of the non important plot points, and it just left us with. There is the Joker beating Jason with a crowbar and right. laughing. That's all we needed to know. And I thought they did a good job with uh, Raza Ghul as, a, as, you know, rather than have Talia randomly come in and, and steal the body, mm-hmm. you know, they, they set him up as a plot point to where he revived Jason because he felt bad that he wasn't supposed to die. Yep. I, I like that a lot. I thought that was, it was just poignant and I thought it was, it was in line with the character of Raza Ghul. Yep, and it's and it got rid of the Superboy punch. Oh, thank God! <laughs> and <laughs> which which I think was perfect. And uh, thank God they don't have to explain that to people. Yeah, it's like it's like we 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 already get ridiculed enough. Yeah, I mean it, it was like once upon a time Jason Todd was dead. Then Superboy Prime punched the universe, and he was better. The end. You know, it's like what is what does that say about comic books? Where that was actually an explanation for something at some point. Hey, I also I also like the guy named Vibe, and he used to say Meng after everything. I know what you're talking about, Meng. Exactly, Meng. Puerto Ricans don't talk like that, all right? I'll punch you in your face. 
Mexicans, how, however, uh, may, may occasionally do talk like that, according to American Dad. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the PG-13 rating, it, it definitely took full advantage of that. Didn't pull its punches, pun totally intended on that one, uh, throughout the movie, because you saw blood, you saw pain, and, uh, well, you they saw the... They guy on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I know. In the, in, the, uh, in, in the fight shortly after that, they busted a guy's, you know, they... He tasered a guy's eyes out. <laughs> stuff. <laughs> well, but but just like he did with Captain Nazi in the book. So. Yes. Yeah, which was great. But the, now here's here's the one thing that I want to ask. All right, because we always talk. about I wanted uh, to see the heads in the duffel bag. There's one thing that bothered me. Yes, that would have been that great. You didn't see a nose or anything like that, or just a tuft of hair would have done it. But instead, you got this bag that no one sees into, and they're all going, oh, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, oh, and it's, con- like, and, and it's con- an empty duffel bag. <laughs> <laughs> and considering that the scene was one step away from being the scene from Dark Knight, I also wanted them to say, "What? What happened? Did you did did, did you cut your balls off?" <laughs> I, I ask with the PG thirteen rating. Yeah, it makes fans like us happy. But we talk about on this show all the time having kids have a way in. And by making this movie for adults and not for kids, are we losing that? Or what age do you think would actually be old enough? I think all of these films have been PG-13. Yeah, I know they have, but some of them have been more PG-13 than others. I mean, De- Death of Superman is barely anything. Right. You know? I mean, right. Same but they, with, that, same was their first, that was their first film. New Frontier didn't really do it either. No, but definitely Wonder Woman and, and this did. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and I think what about uh, so Superman Doomsday? Superman Doomsday is less PG-13 than the others, I'd say. They had a, a trickle of blood on Superman's uh, face. That was about yeah. it. When he died. Yeah. When he got beaten to a pulp, mm. beaten to death, he did not have – he had a couple scratches, you know, like hash marks yeah. on this animation is like, you know, a bruise or something. He had like two of those and uh, a trickle of blood from the mouth. That's it. Mm-hmm. Not I like think he this- was disfigured or anything. I think this one didn't take advantage of it as much as it should have. Really? Yeah. What? You want to know why? Why? <laughs> I'll tell you why. It's just um, Jason is really fucking angry. And he's really angry at Bruce because he took one of his prized pupil, his son, and he beat him the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Like really, really badly. And Bruce can't bring himself to, to cross that step. And I understand that, but I needed to see Jason not just have like a little trickle of blood and a slight swelling to his right cheek or left cheek. I needed to see a little bit of deformity. Listen, you get hit with a crowbar. You get fucking deformed. Just ask my cousin Lucito. He will, he got fucking amped. You know, you get hit. You get hit. And, uh, you know, things crack. And I don't think it, the severity of the beating came across, especially towards the end when he realized he was going to die. Mm-hmm. He looked like he could still kind of get up. You know, Except and he was blown the fuck up. <laughs> well, with like five seconds, do you really need to get up and make a full mess of yourself? And boom goes dynamite. Hey, yes. you know what? That didn't bother me so much because, A, we saw Joker beat him with the crowbar. Yeah. And then in return, we saw Jason beat the Joker with the crowbar. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, I mean, and, I mean um, we, we, we didn't see the heads, but they still had the heads in the duffel bag. Yeah, but but they the still heads, lit a guy on fire with the Molotov cocktail. Mm-hmm. Jason and they Todd still, still the guy. a guy in the eyes. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, he killed 
And you had that big splatter of blood on the wall when his head exploded from that, amazingly. You know, they took advantage of it where they wanted to. I would have, I think the thing was they wanted to make Jason more of a badass, so they put more of their violence when he was a Red Hood rather than, you know, making him more bruised up and stuff. Yeah, which which I'm okay with because there are still things that that you can get away with and not get away with even with the PG-13 rating because if it would have been R, he would have been beaten to a bloody pulp. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's the difference right there. I mean, this is still in animation, and they still want to make sure that 13-year-olds or very, very strong-willed 11- and 12-year-olds would be able to sit down and watch this and not be entirely grossed out. At some point in time, they can still run this on Cartoon Network oh, yeah. whenever they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, there might be some cuts here and there, but it's the usual cuts for time, which they'll also write off as, uh, as cuts for other reasons, you know? Mm-hmm. But, but like, the, like the Joker getting electrocuted by Tim Drake. Don't, don't get me started. Don't get me started, man, all right? That, that, was, <laughs> that was such bullshit, and they righted the ship eventually, which was good, because I own that uncut DVD, and I remember that when it first came out, I had to get myself off of, I shit you not, off the sliders forums on scifichannel.com. Uh, I wound up getting a bootleg VCR, VHS of the uncut Bat- Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Is that, is that the one Chinese you had to get from subtitles. Canada? Uh, the, 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 this was the Chinese subtitles one that was sent out to a couple of different m- movie rental places. Does it say the, unrated uh, or something on the back of it? Because... I think the one I have just says PG-13 or whatever mine, it has. Mine says it's Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, I believe, uncut or something like that. It, it, on I, the front? It, on the front, I believe, yeah. Okay, I do not have that version. Well, do, do, does the Joker get electrocuted in yours, or does he die? I cannot remember. Well, take a look, and, and you'll be able to see. Because I, for all I know, they might not. I don't think it says have, uncut on the front. For all, I know so. they could, for all I know, they might have stopped even putting uncut on that because they never sell the cut version anymore because nobody ever buys it. So they, This is garbage. It's a piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so... It's still a good story. So, so do, do, we, do we agree that, uh, that PG-13 equals PG-11 for this movie? I, I think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I needed more, but then again. Ooh, he throws up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have the movie on mute uh, while we're talking about this. And Jason just came out of the Lazarus pit, uh-huh. and he looks batshit insane. Yeah. So that's and he just he just he jumps on one of like the Ubu guards and stuck his thumb into his eyeballs. Okay. <laughs> they heard the PG thirteen movie rating right here. Well, because he looks demented and he's wrapped up like a mummy and he stuck some dude's eyeballs out I, like. Uh, fucking psycho pirate i couldn't He's help but insane. think i couldn't help but think when he first got out of the lazarus pit no tv and no beer make jason todd something something go crazy don't mind if i do poke <laughs> okay uh, yeah sure they call whatever. me the crazy fuck <laughs> i think i think it worked the pg-13 rating yeah no, it, it worked. It worked nicely, man. And, and uh, did we all see it on Blu-ray, or did uh, did anybody see it on regular DVD? DVD. I saw it on Blu-ray, man. All right. What did you What did you think the DVD looked like, Brian? I mean, was it was it high quality for you? Yeah, yeah. It looks it looks all like right. the rest of them. Honestly, I don't know what you would see on Blu-ray from DVD. Well, I I saw it on both uh, because I originally bought the one disc uh, edition of the DVD at a Best Buy in Baltimore during Otacon, so we'd be able to watch something in the room. It was only like thirteen bucks. So I didn't give a shit. 
Um, and we wound up giving the one disc to Chris's mom, and then I bought the Blu-ray, and that's what I own now. But uh, we, we watched that in the room that night, and there was some noticeable uh, uh, pixelation on certain scenes uh, because it was being blown up to, I mean, not exactly blown up, but it was, you know, 16.9 on a high-def TV as a regular DVD. But Yeah, you didn't notice that. Right. And, and I mean, that it, it, it wasn't so bad where you couldn't watch it. You know, it wasn't I'm on like, a cathode ray tube, and it looks fine. Okay, cool. Um, wow, you still got a CRT? It's a flat CRT, but yeah. Wow. Wow. Hey, what? Hey, hey Brent, how, how are the 80s doing? I'm sure it's like... <laughs> It's it's hey, like that's when, it's got fresh. a DVD player built into it. Get off my back, monkey. That's totally radical. That's wicked. That's so wicked. Does anybody want to go get some pizza and watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Oh man, Superhuman Samurai Squad is on. <laughs> Followed by VR five. I just want to remind you, one that one one yeah. I get laid and you don't. Oh, really? really? What kind I flash I flashed my NBC badge and now everyone calls me back. <laughs> it's like, what do you do? It's like you see me in the background during broadcasts. I get paid to sit Actually, there. Do you do you do you wind up going to Thirty Rock a lot or? I work at Thirty Rock. Oh, then you probably actually uh, gotten wrong, like running in, into the building by uh, by my best friend who works the uh, the security. He works visitor center. Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, I probably know him. Okay, he's, he's, he's very, he's he's very tall and skinny. Oh, that guy. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll give him a shout out. He's like, "Yo, Ian says, what's up, bitch?" <laughs> but but anyway, yeah. So 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 rolling rolling back uh, to whatever the fuck we were just talking about. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And the Blu-ray the Blu-ray edition on a nice TV does actually look a lot better, but not not enough where where it's that much of a difference because I have an upscaling DVD player anyway. So mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, it's not that much of a difference going from 2D animation on an upscale to Blu-ray uh, 2D animation. 3D, you, no- you notice it a lot. But 2D, it's not that big of a deal for me, so I, it didn't really matter that much. Let, let's touch real quick on the Jonah Hex, and then we'll go back to the, to the movie. Who saw the Jonah Hex short, and what did you guys think? I liked it. I thought it was excellent. Mm-hmm. I thought that is the movie that they should have produced. Yeah. And Josh Brolin would have been great at uh, actually, Thomas Jane would have been great at. Uh, you know what? I like Thomas have you Jane s- here, yeah. I, I like Thomas Jane here, but have you seen No Country for Old Men? Yes. You take that Josh Brolin and you put him in, in the Jonah Hex makeup mm-hmm. and you let him run run away for script written in this way. Mm-hmm. And Did that would have been an excellent Hex movie. No, it was garbage. Don't I watch. didn't see it. I, I, I didn't see it for two words Megan Fox. Wait, those are two words? Yeah. I thought. Those were only three letters, STD. I don't call those two <laughs> words. I call those six inches. Oh! hi <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Fucking Metallo's going to choke you. <laughs> well, what, once, once, she, uh, once she said that, that line in the, in the trailer, I, I ain't much for, what is it, like, I ain't much for being, uh, for being chained or whatever. I'm like, oh, dude, no. Yeah, you could tell she was definitely phoning that one in. Yeah. In fact, when she said that, I just like took a gun and shot one of my testicles off. How did that feel? <laughs> Horrible. Better than, much better, better than, acting than, than, that that line. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and and you talk about six inches. I mean, hey, uh, Thomas Jane hung. You know, I mean, that's 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 something right there. That's Wait, a damn good show. It, it is a good it's show. A great it show. Is. Yeah, and a- and Thomas Jane. Have you seen the pictures of Thomas Jane in the full Jonah Hex makeup? That that he no. did back in the day when he was trying to get the role of Jonah Hex. No, I, don't I think haven't. So. Uh, maybe I don't recall. He looked the part, man. 
it, it, it's on, uh, you know what, it's in the archives of Bleeding Cool, I know that, because it, it was like at least a year ago when it, when it came out. And, and he, yeah, he, he, he dressed himself up in full Jonah Hex makeup and uh, got his, uh, one of his Hollywood makeup guys to do it and in order to try and get the role, and they passed on him for Brolin. And then Brolin mm. drank his milkshake. Did it bring all the boys to the yard? Damn right. Um, and, and, and no, I, I really liked it. Uh, it, it. It felt like it could have been a little bit longer, actually. Like, I, I wanted I, it to be longer. Yeah, and that's why when it was over, I'm like, God damn it. But I'm sure it is longer on this, on this collection of DC animated shorts that they're going to be coming out with. But I'm, I'm renting that. I'm not buying it. Yeah, you might know, just buy the. Um, is it going to be longer, or is it just going to have the uh, Superman Shazam? Because I might just buy the Superman Shazam on iTunes. Well, they, they said they said good. that these that the that this thing is going to come out with quote unquote extended editions of all of these shorts. I don't know what that means. I don't know how many. I don't really know if I need them to be extended, honestly. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so not six inches is enough for you, Brent. Let's talk. I'm not that. saying six total. I'm saying six more. Yeah, Ooh. I didn't give you the total. And when when the Hamilton in the in in the Jonah Hex short, that was fun. That was that yeah, was, it was. That was it was, nice. it was good. And and then you had Mini Buffy, Michelle Trachtenberg yeah. as the girl who had two lines. <laughs> you want to talk about wasting talent? There you go. Wait, Michelle Trachtenberg has to. Okay, all right. That's 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 wrong of me. I'm only saying that because I've heard she's she's a bitch because she went to school with people I know. Pete and Pete. Yeah, she went to Mark Twain Junior High School here in Brooklyn, and most I people I know say that say that that she's a bitch. Wait, you you would what? She's a capital C U N T. Oh boy, she's a capital C U N T. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. And actually- there goes the letter right there. Okay. Thank you, ADL. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, there goes the ACLU right there. All right. All right, so... We're not a corporation. They can't, you know, big deal. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so, so overall... Okay, here's my one negative I had with the, uh, the Under the Hood movie. I fucking hated those ninjas. We didn't need Captain Nazi and Hyena because they were not referring to any of the Infinite Crisis Society of Supervillain stuff. I didn't mind it. But here's, here's what it needed to do. They needed to have a scene where Bruce and uh, Jason Todd actually fight together and team up mm-hmm. and kind of have a little bonding moment, which is what that was in the, you know, in the books. But rather than have Deathstroke appear and talk about a society, the Black Mask, and you know, bring in these, these stupid villains and stuff, they kept Amazo, but they threw some ninjas at him. I thought it was fine. Dude. Because wh- you know what? I didn't remember it until I went back and reread it afterwards. One of the ninjas was I- the ninja from Metal Gear Solid. I haven't played the films, the games, so it didn't matter. I mean, like, it's just, it's just, it too, it actually physically threw me out of the story. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm looking at my screen, and then all of a sudden these ninjas show up, and I'm like, what? Because, because it didn't seem like anybody that either Black Mask or Rachel Ghoul would, would deploy. What were they doing there? I mean, I would have been fine with generic thugs, even, or just like random people with like battle maces. Yeah, but would have been fine with thugs. You would have known that they'd have beat them. Now, when Techno Ninjas showed up, then you know it's on. But Ian, Ian, think about it this way: for people who don't know the lore, 
it served its purpose, and you didn't have yeah. to give this whole. They back look story. like a bigger. They looked like a bigger threat to well, Batman and Jason. But so. for people who don't know the lore, they're still gonna go. Wait, ninjas! It's Gotham City. The guy just came out of a pit Relax. where he was dead. Relax. Eh. The it guy was dead like do. five minutes into the movie, and now he's back. Come on, ninjas! Uh, that, that happened That's to me not last that far Tuesday. Come on, please. Ninjas, he, you know what? Ninjas robbed the jewelry store in Midtown Manhattan. Oh yeah, yeah. Dressed all black. They're like, "Give me your diamonds," and they're like, "We only have gold." And they're like, "Then give me your gold, bitch." Then they and walked out. Did they give them the gold? They got the gold. Wow. <laughs> and then they left. Police are asking for anyone with information to please call Crime Stoppers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. I, I didn't know we were becoming America's Most Wanted on this show. Great. Fantastic. Uh, thank you, John Walsh. So so what do we want to see next? Because there's, there's a bunch of stuff in the pipeline. I know Batman Year One was mentioned. and well, Apparently, All-Star Superman is next after Apocalypse. That's what I heard, yeah. Um, and Batman Which would be one, nice because we haven't really had, well... We had the we had Superman Doomsday, but we haven't had a true Superman film. Right, so it'll be interesting. It, it, do you think it's going to be in the style of Frank Whiteley? You know what? No. I hope they draw it like they did the critic. That's all I got to say. <laughs> With the squiggly, the it sucks. Squiggly anime because <laughs> that's how I look at Frank Whiteley's art. Wait, <laughs> wiggly. Wait, Doctor Katz or yeah, the critic? He, he means Doctor Katz. Okay, he, he, he wants he wants squiggle vision going on. Yeah, squiggle vision, baby. <laughs> And then some guy going, yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally get that. That's fine. Yeah, uh, I, I like, I like a box full of chicken. Thank you. Uh, we just I, dated I, ourselves, I, by the way. Half the people listening to this it. podcast don't know Shut that. Up. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Shut hey, up. Co- hey, co- co- but, 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 coach, what about a boilermaker? That's that's slicker and beer. <laughs> it's liquor and beer at the same time. It doesn't count, Melissa. <laughs> I, I miss home movies. It was a good that's, show. That's the silence of our audience going, what the hell? Everybody fuck? else got it except for you, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but but yeah, so so you're hoping that they that they choose not to do a quietly style? No, I style? want them to do a quietly style. Okay. I want them to do it. I don't want to see this uh, Bruce Tim light style okay that every other film has but but isn't that gonna look weird though animated in, in frank whiteley with, with everybody I, with I, bug eyes i don't care <laughs> <laughs> just give me something hey anything's better close than, to it anything's fucking better than that piece of crap black <laughs> panther oh my god man i watched two episodes of that piece of crap that horrible dog shit Black so Panther. wait, is it a motion comic or is it an animation? It was marketed originally as an animation, and it's so bad that they decided to start calling it a motion comic. So, so what is it? It's 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 drawn like it's drawn like John Romita Jr. and the actual animation reminds you of like what animation looked like in the '60s on those Fantastic Four cartoons. So it's like what they're doing to the John Cassidy art in the extremist ones? Pretty much. Pretty much. Only a little bit farther than that, and it's real animation. It's not, you know, like Flash or anything like that. Oh. But it's it's so bad. It's so horrible. Never watch this. Do your eyes a favor and never watch <laughs> this. Never. Ever. And it's on my Netflix queue. I hate you. 
is is there any voice talent in that? Yes, there's a lot of voice talent in that. Uh, and none of them are playing roles that they should be playing. But but there's who's Black Panther? All right, hold on. Let me let me let me. Is bring it a it white guy? Here. Let me bring it up on IMDb. No, it's not a white guy. Because it, it, it's a BET production, they'd probably get thrown out the door if they did that. Uh, Is it Lavar Burton? No, it's not Lavar Burton, but that would be awesome. I, I, <laughs> Every I, time you say him, I think of Reading Rainbow. <laughs> I'm watching Star Trek: The Next Generation, uh, uh, like as it airs right now on CW11. Here in here in, uh, fly in the sky. Yeah, we're, we're taping every episode that airs at three a.m. and I'm and I'm watching it like the next day. All right, let's see. Uh, names that you would find familiar. Is that in order? D- let's see. D- yeah, it is actually. Digimon Honsu plays Black Panther. I like him. Who, is, who the hell is he? He's the, the really big, big bad African-looking guy from uh, Never Back Down or Fighting. Or uh, okay. He's in Four Feathers. Um, Have you seen Gladiator? Yes. The black guy from Gladiator. Gotcha. Okay. He's in a bunch of stuff. Peter Lorre is, is Juggernaut. Uh, let's see, Jill Scott is Storm, which is not good casting at all. Phil Morris is Wakabi. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson is in this also, I believe, playing Wolverine, if I remember correctly. Wolverine's in it? What? Yeah, yeah, Wolverine's in it. it dude, it's it's the first six issues of Reginald Hudlin's god-awful Black Panther series, animated. So that they so the X Men were in that, so they're in this, and so is Juggernaut. Oh, I yeah. don't remember. Adrian Pastar is Captain America. Yes, he is. <laughs> Fucking Nathan from Heroes. I, I I thought it was Adrian Pastar. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, and he's and and I must say, he's horrible. This is a Peter. <laughs> you have to kill me. No, but he does say Black Panther. You have to ki- no. He doesn't actually say you have to kill me, but still, it's 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 really really bad. Don't don't watch this. Don't do that to yourself. And it's I, on the queue. I hate you. There's a Buffy the Vampire Slayer motion comic. Yeah, there is. What? Don't don't bother with it. The voice acting is horrible. <laughs> Most people's reactions are, are 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 very sad on the on the Buffy the Vampire Slayer motion comic because they didn't even try. But what's what, what's hey, it is season eight. You know. Yeah. Spider yeah. Avengers comments real quick. Uh, we'll read them off here. Uh, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a good adaptation of the comic. Glad they left out Superboy Prime punching a wall. I agree. <laughs> I think it would be kind of cool to see other creators work on adaptations of their work. I would love to see Jeff Johns work on an adaptation of one of his Teen Titans or Superman stories. Uh, ooh, dude, that would be great. The, the, the one year later storyline for Superman, animated. Epic. That would be great. I, that I, would be good. I would pay money to see that in the theater. Uh, I thought the casting was really good. I'd like to see the actors reprise their roles somewhere down the line, especially Greenwood and DiMaggio. My only nitpick with the movie was that I thought it was a little weird that they gave Jason t- Jason Tim's one year later costume. That's where you saw that, Brent. And yeah, so he's not too happy about that. But we already discussed that it. it's not that terrible, and that he's big effing deal. He's wearing pants. He's 17 years old. He deserves to wear pants. Solomon Grundy want pants too. It's cold in Sarajevo. Yeah. You know? No, he's in Gotham. Well, Sarajevo. I don't know where he was. Well, when when he got beat up by Joker, he was in Sarajevo. It's breathable leather. 
And and you know what? Actually, it reminds me of when he wore the outfit with pants when he was in the North Pole with Superman and Batman for uh, for the man who has everything. Mm. It's Under Armour. Yeah, that's totally what it is. Only not deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So real quick before before we get done here, final thoughts on the movie. Give me a rating if you want out of five. That's totally up to you. And uh, then. Real quick, I know this is like no segue whatsoever, but Raph, Chris, and myself wound up talking Scott Pilgrim for like an hour and a half last night. So that's going to be released as, as a separate episode. So uh, I, I figured I'd also get your guys' take on it real quick. If you've seen it, what you thought of it, and why it failed at the box office, uh, we can talk that like right after we, we finish uh, this whole under the hood thing so we'll, we'll do under the hood first and then we'll do scott pilgrim but yeah uh final thoughts on on on, on the under the red hood and give me a rating uh brent i liked it i really liked it um and uh, you know i had some nitpicks and stuff but overall this is a uh, top of the animated stack underneath wonder woman and superman batman public enemies for me so uh i'll give it a four so 3.5 or a four so it's definitely a buy and not a rent yeah, I mean, I bought the two discs, so well, I buy them all, but yeah, right. definitely buy it. I bought it twice. Wee! <laughs> uh, one. Buy this, do yourself a favor, watch polished animation, watch great voice acting, watch a man get beat by a crowbar, can't get any better than that. This thing gets a solid four. Well, Go you, buy it. If you buy were, it now. If you were the man, it would probably be a bad thing. Well, you know what? I wear Old Spice, so it's okay. Look at your man. Now look at me. Now look at your man. Um, I, I definitely... He's not me. I, I, I give it a four and a half out of five. This this is probably the second best animated that they've come out with since they started doing these DVDs for me. It, it, it's something that I could probably watch like at least five more times now that I own the, uh, the Blu-ray. I'm going to continue watching this and I'm going to enjoy it. I mean, I'm going to wait two or three weeks probably and then I'll watch it again. But also, what's great is that the... The episodes that they picked to include on the set are some of the best Batman the Animated Series episodes that ever aired. So uh, anybody who buys the the two-disc edition will be getting those, and you should definitely watch those. If you do not actually own Batman the Animated Series, you're getting Mad Love and a bunch of other great episodes included with it. So that's a great bonus to have. On the the DVD, it is only um, Robin's Reckoning 1 and 2. Oh, well, that sucks. But that, that's okay, because if you own all the sets, you don't really need those. Right, and Chris owns all the sets, so I can watch them whenever I want, but, you know, I have them in two places now, so that's good. I still like that they put the uh, the Duck Dodgers episode on the Green Lanterns uh, DVD. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was, that was good times, so yeah. Do they have, um, are they in HD on the Blu-ray? You know, I haven't checked yet. Uh, even if they are... They, 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 are, they are not, they're, they are upscaled, mm-hmm. um, so... Yeah, it's not going to look fantastic, but it's going to look pretty good. And it's 4.3, of course, because uh, the animated series was done in 4.3. So you can't really turn that into 16.9. Yeah. But, oh well. So yeah, 4.5 out of 5, definitely go and buy it. And uh, yeah, before we wrap it up, uh, Brent, let me get your take on, on Scott Pilgrim real quick and why you think it failed. Um, You know what? It was good, but I didn't love it. Honestly, I, I don't really even know if I like it. Really? Hmm. Yeah. What is it? What is it about it that makes you feel this way? Uh, first of all, I've never read any of the books, so that may be a detriment to my 
to my love. Mm-hmm. Read them at some point, but yeah, continue. I, 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 I might. I, I was digging the feel at the at the beginning, and then it, it just felt like it. I guess what really turned me off about it was the ending redo. Yeah, like, really? do we really need to go do it again? But that's yeah. but that's so video game. That may have been my. I mean, I dug the one up, the getting a life, you know, and all the 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 lightning bolts and the action lines coming out when he hit people, and, and I dug that. That was fine, you know. It was comic booky, but it not like you know Angley Hulk panels, multiple panels of the same damn thing on the screen. Mm-hmm. He had a. It was more of an anime feel because you know he did the seven people at the same time, uh, you know, like the fan thing, the bling kind of thing. Right. What about the KO? Honestly, Come on. I, I I liked all that stuff. I just I just don't know if I would really recommend it to anybody. Okay, did Mandy like it? She liked it. Yes. All right. Okay. That's what counts. It. Well, well, no, 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 no. <laughs> the reason that I that I asked that is because I'm so sick and tired of the reviews that say, "Well, this is Twilight for boys. This is Twilight for boys." When I I know as many girls that love Scott Pilgrim as I do guys. So I don't know where the hell they're getting that because it's it's a manga. So of course it's good. Okay, it's it's not a manga. Sorry, it's a manga style book. I, I have to keep making that distinction because technically a manga is just a Japanese comic book. That's what the term means. But it's a manga style book. So of course girls are going to be drawn to it because girls love that form factor. And yeah, it might be a stereotype, but look at the charts and tell me I'm wrong. It's a romance story, so they're drawn to that and. Girl gamer geeks are going to be drawn to it also. And guys love it because of the video game stuff and because it's funny. So it's not just for guys. It's not just for boys. I don't know where the hell they get, they got that distinction in the first place. All I know is I got the number of that girl sitting in front of me. Well, that's, that's, it wasn't because I gave her my pet kettle corn. Well, that's good to know, Juan. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, so why, why do you think it... Well, real, real quick, uh, Brent, before we go, we go to Juan. I mean, why do you think it failed in the box office? Honestly, I don't know. It had so much damn uh, advertising. I really, I can't. I couldn't tell you. Do you think? Do you think it's the? I mean, because uh, I love the trailers. The trailers made me really want to see it. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was overexposed? I don't. I don't think you can overexpose a movie no one knows about. <laughs> in, in, uh... <laughs> dude, dude, right there. That is a quote. Okay, because that's exactly how I felt going into this. I was looking forward to it, and everybody else around me at my work was like, "What the hell, Scott Pilgrim?" Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I think it might have been just you know people are tired of Michael Sarah doing the same thing. He he didn't do it in this movie. No, I was happy, but but they didn't let people know that. <laughs> you just saw Michael Sarah with the same shaggy haircut, and it was like you know really. I, I think people are actually sick and tired of Michael Sarah doing the same thing. I mean, it's McLovin, super, you know, uh, I forget his real name, but Mc, he was McLovin in uh, Superbad. Yeah. And then he did, went and did uh, a different, similar but different character in, what was it, Role Models. Mm-hmm. And then he was kick-ass and kick-ass. And, you know, who knows what he'll do next. Whereas Michael Sarah has done, you know, I didn't see Arrested Development, but I saw Superbad. I saw what you know, Juno, who's practically the same dude. He's he's been uh, he's been playing you know, George Michael from Arrested Infinite Development Playlist. for the last ten he's years. Been the same guy, yeah. You know, and whatever other movies he was in since then, it's the same dude over mm-hmm. and over and over. And it's like, you know, come on, dude. Yep, take it up a notch here. <laughs> Show us you have some other talent. Grow some nads. Yeah. 
Juan. One, I love the movie, but not for... And I read all the books, uh, including six, when it finally came out. But I got that on torrent, so let's not talk about that. But I thought it was a good homage to the book. It was different enough that it made itself accessible. It wasn't you know, extremely different. Edgar Wright is known for being very faithful to the source material. And uh, I just thought it was a little slow to start. It seems to drag a little bit at the beginning. But then again, if you go back and read the books, it's kind of like that. I thought uh, it sprinkled enough real Hollywood talent in order to make the movie viable. I mean, Michael Sarah, like Brent was saying, people are getting sick of him. You know, he, he's just the same guy over and over. Poor George Michael. I get it, you know. But then, you know, you had Mae Whitman from Arrested Development as one, who was Anne, and she's one of the exes in this one. And then you had Chris Evans playing such a, you know, good part mm-hmm. for like five minutes. And then you had Superman being Superman-y, uh, you know. <laughs> I like Super. I like Brandon Routh in this. He was good. He was excellent he was in this, wasn't he? It's, Especially it's nice he- to see him do, you know, seeing him on Chuck and seeing him in this. And he's got a the Dog Day, uh, dead, dead, dead to rights or dead at night, yeah. whatever. Because because you'll because be, you'll be dust, and the yeah. cleaning lady is off on weekends. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, because she you see she doesn't work on on Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> So you have to sit there like dust till Monday, cause she what? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like I'm a vegan. That just makes me a better person. And 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 and, and actually tying it back to Batman. To I Bat- loved the vegan police. Oh my god, <laughs> and, Thomas and, Jane. And, uh, yeah, Thomas Jane, guy. man. Thomas Jane is the fucking vegan police. That was great. <laughs> it's milk, bitch. Yeah. I, was, like, I was like almost on the floor then. But you know, it had great moments. I just I don't know if I would like you know. It didn't, didn't have, have enough of them. It didn't have enough of them. Yeah, is that what you're trying to say? It I had good so. moments. It, it didn't have enough. For me, it was like, and I know that the the book is like a romance and stuff too. But I thought they could have dabbled a little bit, spent a little bit more time on the League of Evil exes and all that stuff than, uh, or you know, at least setting up the character or whatever than them just showing up randomly or whatnot. And, I just and like the, I just like cut the part back a little on the romance. I thought, okay, I just like the part where he punched the highlights out of her hair. Yes, which, which that was epic. Which was kept from the comic, which made me very happy because that's one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you want know, to know something that did help this movie is that I was in theater eight, right in Cross County, and two theaters away was the Expendables, mm-hmm. and there that goddamn movie is so fucking loud. We could hear the sound effects in Theater Eight. Hey, well, I, I need, I need <laughs> big, hey, hey, big explosion. Expendables you know? was good. Expendables Expendi- was awesome. Expendables, Expendables was, was excellent. Extremely great movie. Jet Li, know? best part of that movie. Yeah, because he's a small guy, so he should get paid more. Life is hard, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but but in the middle of like some emotional scene, all you heard was. From the shotgun going off, yeah. well, right? Well, that, well, that's the fault of your of your theater, not the thought of the movie, uh, not the fault of the movie. I know, but it, it, it things like that, and and this this goes to what I'm trying to say is Scott Pilgrim, little indie flick. You know, not a lot of people know about it, and then you have fucking half of 1987 showing up in one movie. You know, to come and blow the. It blew Julia Roberts' America's seat hard away. Mm. You know, Michael Sarah didn't stand a chance. Well, I, th- I think it could have done better on a, on the week prior to when it did come out. Oh yeah, 
mm-hmm. because I don't remember anything coming out the week. Well, before the other this. guys came out the week before. Yeah, but who, but who cares about the other guys? Really? I mean, the other guys. Actually, the other guys did very well at the box office, surprisingly. Yeah. But well, I, uh, I don't uh, know uh, what's coming out this week or whatever. It just it felt like it was on the wrong weekend. And he had the double. He, he had the double attack of Eric Roberts and Julia Roberts to deal with. Okay, the Roberts clean house this weekend. <laughs> but what what got me is just you know you got. This useful exuberance, and and it's a very it's a good movie, but it just it it got overexposed, it got overshown, mm-hmm. you know, with all these like advanced screenings, and when there weren't enough, they just made more. Yeah. So whoever was gonna see it saw it anyway. Yeah. Well, and and you, that's and that's that was my main problem because, and I I bring this up in the in the other episode. You can hear my full thoughts there. I'm just gonna touch on this real quick here for those who didn't listen to it for some strange reason. Is that Every single person except for one, I think, of people that I usually see movies with saw this movie for free before it was going to come out. Before that happened, we were going to see both Expendables and Scott Pilgrim back-to-back on the day it came out. And that's not the way it turned out because Scott Pilgrim, we all saw it at a previous screening. We loved it, but we didn't have a reason to rush out and go see it again because we already saw it for free. So why pay for it on opening night? You know, Could I tell you exactly what happened? What the people who were gonna see Expendables saw uh, the, the people who were gonna see Scott Pilgrims went to go see the Expendables first. Of course, yeah, of course. And they were they were so they were literally shell shocked from the movie. Yeah, and, and, and they and, didn't go see it. And you know what? They didn't go see the other movie. You know what? You know what? Fuck you. Expendables was Twilight for boys. Fuck that. That, okay. I, I agree with that. That I think that's a good statement. Yeah, I got a mangasm out of the fucking. I wanted to see Christmas Church Carpenter with her shirt off, though. I'm oh, sorry. Nice. Oh, nice. Like John Carpenter. There should have been style. more. There should have been some naked boobies for this to be really Twilight <laughs> for boys. Yeah. yeah, true. You're right. You're right. But <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe in the eventual sequel. And, and then out of nowhere, you know, while Sylvester Stallone is is juicing up, you can have you're the best around. <laughs> No one's ever yeah. gonna keep you. What dad? was up with his veins on his forearms there? Uh, Good. Dude, that's dude. that's called using HGH since nineteen eighty three. I guess. Jeez. <laughs> ridiculous. And then he couldn't run. He looked like a fawn yeah. that's been shot by an arrow. <laughs> it looks really funny oh. when he was running. He did. <laughs> what's what what's hey, uh, you you've lost weight. Yeah. And everything I lost, you gained. <laughs> what's his problem? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I was, he wants to be present. <laughs> when they, when they killed when they killed uh, Steve Austin, I was like, "Well, I guess he's not Stone Cold anymore." Oh, <laughs> I want I oh. wanted to see him give what what was his name Couture. I wanted to see him give Couture uh, the Stone Cold Stunner, <laughs> well, like straight up into fire, a Stone Cold Stunner into fire. Well, and I and, and I really wanted Cruz to yell power. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, so that that's in in the end, way too many previous screenings for Scott Pilgrim because when I could not spread the word to my friends because they'd all seen it already, I knew this shit was going down. And it also proved that the internet doesn't mean shit when it comes to movies because trending for the past five days was Scott Pilgrim and on Miso, you know, where you check in on like what you're watching and stuff. There were over like five thousand check ins for, for Scott Pilgrim and only like three hundred for expendables. But you know what? There's like five thousand people on Miso in the first place. So that's they were all going to see Scott Pilgrim because they're nerds. There's your eleven million right there. Right. Mm-hmm. Eleven million nerds went to go see it. And that's And, and that's that, saying they paid a dollar a piece. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, know? ooh, and, and and after after we went to see the Expendables on on Saturday, we went to Rowan Roaster, man. <laughs> oh man. You ever you ever been to Rowan Roaster? No, I haven't. Dude, I Ro- gotta... Rowan Roaster. Okay, I don't know if you get these these commercials in the, in the Bronx where you are, man. But the <laughs> it, it's not like we're in no man's land. We're on mainland America. Do you have bitch. two different TV stations: <laughs> well, NBC yeah, Bronx and NBC Brooklyn. Well, well no, 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 no. The reason I say that is because it's because they have local ads that air that air in Brooklyn. I don't know if they yeah. air also in the Bronx, but they they they've been airing the same commercials since like the seventies, where it's like Rowan Roaster, the not so fast fast food restaurant. It's a <laughs> <laughs> it's a roast beef place in 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 sheep. It's like Bay. a fucking Arby's. It, it's a, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah, and it's it's so good, man. Their fritters are amazing. So you took your excess testosterone mm-hmm. from the Expendables, and you went and you had yourself a roast beef sandwich. You're damn right. I went and I punched somebody in the face. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you! I want to play Terminator Salvation, but my son <laughs> Wait, is on. Did- Bam! Right another, in the face. Another um, comic movie. Yeah. Did anyone see The Losers? No. I, did. <laughs> I thought it was good. I didn't like it that much. I was yeah. really disappointed with it. Oh, yeah. Why were you disappointed? I haven't read the books, but the trailers made it look good, but it, I fell asleep. <laughs> it's an 80s movie. It was made to be an 80s movie. No, you, it's just like there wasn't expect- enough action in it, though. Yeah, it was yeah, like, you know what I did instead of watching The Losers? Too much damn I, talking. I, 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 I watched I watched Kick Ass on Blu-ray and it made myself happy. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should have done that. Did, yeah, and so. did you, did any of you two see Kick Ass on uh, in the film? Yeah, I might have not been here for that episode. Yes, yeah, we, yeah, we both. We yes, both. we just had an episode the two episodes ago came out. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's how late we are. But yeah, Alec, Alec B. Uh, we talk Iron Man two and Kick Ass. So uh, go back and listen to that one, and you'll have our full Kick Ass opinions and everything. But oh, and also yesterday. Raph's over, we're recording and all that, and afterwards we're like, all right, we got to watch a sports movie because that's been the running theme all summer. We watched all the Rocky movies and everything, so we sit down and we watch Caddyshack. And, my God, that movie makes no sense. It's not supposed to. It's supposed to be a great movie. That's it. It's a, it's a good, it's a funny movie, but I had no idea what the fuck was going on. <laughs> it's 1987. Why didn't you watch not, not Fletch? 1987, dude, 1980. Oh, well, you see, they were still cracked out from the 70s. Apparently. <laughs> I mean, that was that was weird. <laughs> it I, was, but, but you should have seen Fletch. Yeah, really? Yeah, it's good. All right, maybe eventually. All right, I think that's, that's pretty much all we've got in this pipeline here. Uh, so, uh, Juan, where can we not see you? Uh, you can see me on NBCNewYork.com. Awesome. Go ahead, look for De Jesus, and you'll find my millions of articles. Millions. Videos. And please, just start writing emails into NBCNewYork.com. It's like, hey, where's this Juan Jesus kid? We want to see him write articles. If you guys do that for me, I'll promise to write at least one article a week on comic books that will be featured on NBCNewYork.com. I got a fever, and the only cure is more Juan de Jesus. Juan Alberto de Jesus Delgado Rodriguez Ortiz Iman III. <laughs> Bitches. Get on. Right. What? What? And, <laughs> and and Brent, where can we not see your BK's bullets because they're not happening? Buy my books and uh, you'll get it. Okay. <laughs> no, but I'm being serious. Write into NBCNewYorker.com. Get me permanent stasis there, please. Yeah. No, we, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll definitely do that. And make sure to go to nonfictioncomics.net when you get a chance where you can read both Chris and myself talking nonfiction comic books. 
It's pretty fun, and you should enjoy it. Because if you don't, I will find you. Seriously, I will. And he will make you eat bacon wrapped Mm. in sausage, wrapped in a pancake. (laughs) Jimmy Dean. (laughs) He's dead. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to know how he died eating one of his sausages? (laughs) He's like, you see the sausages? I'm 87. I'm like, (laughs) oh! Butter your bacon. Meanwhile, Jack Lane is still hawking uh, uh, juice drinks. I wa- you know, there's nothing better than a bacon cheeseburger because I want to know that two animals died for my meal. Nice. And you know what, Brent? Eventually, when you read Scott Pilgrim, do BK's bullets on it. That's what I'm asking. Okay. Can, okay. You, can you tell Leroy to send them to me? <laughs> your, your, your public library might actually have it. If you if you want to take them out, they minute. might. Yeah, because public library meaning all York. the Akira stuff, but well, maybe I mean give yeah. give, give it a shot. New York Public Library, come on, much better. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So come to New York, become a become a state resident, and check it. It out, only takes thirty days. Back. It doesn't take that long to become a resident of New York. I know. So yeah. So so once once you're uh, once you're all married and over with, you can you can stay in New York for uh, for a month before New York. Or, or or you could do like a bunch of Dominicans and just say you live in North Carolina, so you could get illegal car insurance. See, si. that's right. Mira, muchacho, can you can you be North Carolina? Well, since we stopped talking about Batman Under the Hood a little while ago, I think it's about time to wrap this baby up. All right. Anything else? Got anybody else to say? Anything? 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 I'm surprised that this only took two hours. I know it's weird. I but, know, but the, I, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, you know, concise, punchy, Brent, being <laughs> Brent. What do you call that, Brent? I, I, I think we call that Brentisms. Oh, I'm surprised he hasn't started snoring. <laughs> do you remember that my stupid anime voice actors? I will. Do you remember that when he he, just, <laughs> he went? <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, no, 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 no. It gets beaten though by when Neesman started snoring on a, on eleven oh c. Oh man! I mean, I, I, that w- that was even louder than what you used to do, Brent. <laughs> I mean, you remember that half hour wasted episode? <laughs> when, I just, when Frank I and Brad were were on <laughs> halfway through the episode, and all of a sudden we just hear. <laughs> I just remember one day we heard the toilet flush. We we're like, "What the fuck is that?" And he's like, "Oh, I had to pee, so I took my headset in there." Which which, which Jason Wood then copied? <laughs> oh, I'm peeing. Wait, who did that? I'm, I'm peeing, bro. You I'm did peeing. that, bro. I did that. No. Yeah. Yes, he did. You were still at, you're still at Florida University of Florida or whatever the fuck. My you're cord at. didn't reach that long, no <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Dude, yes, it did. Ready in? <laughs> I remember once. I remember once distinctly hearing the flush. <laughs> it might have been that you w- that you put your headset down and the mic was picking uh, oh, it up. Oh, oh no, yes, I, I probably went to the bathroom. That's probably what happened because I know for sure my headset cord is not over, you know, five feet long. Yeah, but but, but of course, nothing will ever beat the Guitar Hero conversation. <laughs> Oh, yeah. man. I, I love how they, we've turned this into an episode of Family Guy. Yeah, well, that reminds me of the time when. <laughs> hey, hey, do you do you remember when Jessica Beale started doing that dance in that movie? 
God knows what, what what was that movie's name? You mean Flashdance? No, stupid. <laughs> it was Citizen Kane. All right, so we're done, uh, and uh, all the DCBS sponsorships and everything will be put in afterwards. So I'm not going to bother saying them now. However, use it and uh, yada yada yada. The email address for comic timing is comic timing at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the forums over the comicforums.com. Graciously hosted by Comic Geek Speak guys over comicgeekspeak.com. We're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network over at comicspodcast.com and the League of Comic Book Podcasts over at comicbooknoise.com slash league. Please send us your iTunes reviews on iTunes. It would be graciously appreciated. And please buy Brent's comic books. Remember to write in NBCNewYork.com. Ask yes. the best news. Juan, welcome back. Stick around. I'm the only Hispanic there. Please help keep me there. Seriously, man. They'll disappear for two years again. I won't, I won't. All right, and as always, there's always time for comics. Wait, but what if you're broke? Now, which one hurts more, backhand or fronthand? (laughs) What's up, Brett? What's up, Juan Jesus Consuela de la Rosa? <laughs> Benito Granilla Supercedia Familia? Yeah, at least he didn't call me Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that, that's that's like totally the other side, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that went pretty well. smooth. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, I, was, it, it was back in the saddle again. Yeah, Brent, Brent, I miss you, bro. Thank you, Juan. I, I miss you like a fat person misses a croissant. I do what I can. <laughs> you guys eat Twinkies, right? Like a fat person misses a croissant. Don't you guys eat Twinkies more than croissants? No, because if I could put bacon, egg, and cheese on a croissant and then wrap it in a Twinkie, that'd be awesome. Okay, if you could put bacon, egg, and cheese and a Twinkie instead of a croissant, would that make it a Twinkasant? A twinson. A twinson. <laughs> I think I just know what I'm eating for breakfast tomorrow, bitches. Yeah, dub, like three double downs. Oh, God. I, I had one of those, <laughs> and I swear to God, I took a bite, and I clutched my chest. <laughs> I can see why. I, I took a bite, and that gravy hit my mouth, and I was like, oh, my God, I am so fucking fat. <laughs>